Exit 52 podcast instant analysis time after a bounce back win for the Ravens 24 to 10 in Indianapolis over the Colts. A win here during hate month. Big win for the birds who did enough today defensively and offensively Lamar Jackson great in the second half defense fantastic throughout shutting down Indianapolis only allowing 10 points and the offense coming together in the second half I will open it up to either one of you already to your banks whoever wants to take this first overall thoughts on this Ravens win I feel like I'll, I'll, let him, I'll, let him take I'll let Eric do it for once. Yeah, I always go first, so let's let. Okay, Eric, I, I figure because I I figure that you let it stew for three hours, <laughs> and and you got to kind of just let it all go. Um, I mean that first half was some of the worst football that we've seen from the Ravens <laughs> in, I don't know, Jimmy Clausen days, the Mark Bulger. Um, it the was Jimmy Clausen days were dark days. It was. I mean, it was disgusting. It was like <laughs> Yeah, but you know they had the gold pants, so everyone remembers it. Um, they were—it was just gross. I mean, they looked bad. The offense looked really bad. Um, I mean, if they don't have that—that that strip sack or not strip sack, but if they don't have that strip, um, you know they're getting shut out. And and I'll I'll also say this about the Colts. I don't the, the Colts just aren't good. And Taylor and I talked about it before um, you hopped on, Brian. But Philip Rivers is not fun to watch. Like he is not. <laughs> a very entertaining quarterback or, or football player right now. Um, yeah, he, he's bad. And again, without T.Y., even with T.Y. Hilton, that team doesn't really scare anyone, I don't think. I know, I know obviously, they were 5-2 and two coming in, and now they'll probably beat the brakes off the Titans on Thursday night. Um, it, I mean, it was just – for me, it was kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm waiting for these guys to come out in the second half and just, just establish their dominance, and that's exactly what they did. Lamar, Lamar looked like a, a completely different player. Defense – I thought defense played pretty well. I know Jonathan Taylor was running the ball hard until that fumble, and then it was like, all right, they they just they yanked him, and he was done. That was kind of weird. Um, again, just a very a very weird game where there are some holes. The holes are there. Um, I know people on on Twitter.com were not fans of the offensive line this game, and obviously with all the shit that's happened in the last week, it's you know the the offensive line it's going to need some some patchwork and. I think we saw that today. Um, but yeah, I mean, only only 266 total yards. Was it 55 in the first half? And and they, they matched their penalty yards with that. Um, and I don't know. I, I'll toss this up to you too, Banks and, and Taylor. Um, what thoughts on Justin Tucker just throwing his head in there and getting a tackle with two minutes left in a game? <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Uh, I, I know that you did the uh, the tweet from the account about that. Was it? Oh, was it? I that was me. Wild about it. Um, I wasn't wild about it, but I didn't really have a problem with it either. Like you got a job to do. Oh, I know, but it. But that's a play where it's like making a tackle. But I understand like the context of the situation. Uh, mm-hmm. You're a so like a six million dollar a year kicker. It's kind of an unheard of like, you know, best guy. And you're the goat, and you're best just kicker on the planet. I was like, it's less than ideal, but what are you going to just let him go by you and potentially score a touchdown? To yeah, and to one score game. And, like sometimes the job has to be done, and. And Tucker um, being a competitor, he's going to stick his nose in there. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't, like, try to to keep a tiger in a cage. I mean, you got to let him – you got to let him rip out there. So, um, I don't know that that's a major takeaway for me. For no, me. no, that's not. It's just one of the last things that's, I remember. That's seeing. for sure one of those things. Yeah. The, my entire thing with this game is that, of course, they played, like, absolute garbage in the first half. They didn't show any signs of life whatsoever. Like you said, they had 55 yards and they had – 
55 penalty yards. And the penalties, there are weeks when it happens, but this is a pattern. Three weeks in a row, they've had, they were tracking towards having another triple digit penalty yard game. It's just unacceptable. And they were killing themselves with drives. They ended up with that third and 35. There were plays when the Colts had their pick of which penalty they wanted on multiple occasions. So they were playing sloppy football. They weren't turning the ball over like they were last week. So it didn't feel like a level of stinker. Like, but there was just so unmotivated football that they played in the first half. And you're absolutely right. If they don't get that Chuck Clark return for a touchdown, they're down 10 points. Everybody knows that's, that's a death spell for the Ravens, according to the, the national media. But they just looked dead in the water. They looked uninspired. They had a tough week. I mean, they had a really challenging week where they had players out, but those were all on the defensive side of the ball. The offense, they did. They looked a little disjointed, but they also were just picking up two yards and then just kind of floundering. And there just weren't many lanes for them to run through. There weren't. There nobody was getting open. It was just a frustrating effort to watch because they just weren't moving the ball against what is a very good Colts defense. And I think that the Colts are a pretty good team, actually. But we're absolutely right about Phil Rivers is holding that football team back. I think there. I have a tweet from like week two or week three that the Colts like need to have this conversation sooner rather than later about the fact that Phil Rivers is holding back what I think could be a pretty good football team from really reaching its full potential because he's just kind of holding them back. So um, anyways, it, it didn't look like it, it felt like the field was was half the size that it usually is like they were just bodies flying to the football the whole time when the Ravens were trying, were on offense and they just had nothing going for them. And I have to say in the Lamar Jackson era, like when they struggle, they seem to struggle for close to 60 minutes. Like it's either their day or it's not. And this was really one of the first times I would say they've gone in at halftime and they've made adjustments and they've just found it and just kept the foot on the gas and really played a good second half after a poor first half. And I think that that says a lot. I think it's a step of progress for uh, an offense run by a 23-year-old quarterback. And um, it's, it's a really positive sign given what we've seen the past couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm excited about that for sure. And, and they really just played a really, really good second half. They moved the football, like you said. They controlled, they controlled the clock. They controlled the football. They had 20 minutes of possession in the second half. It was just a really good effort, and it was it was very much a 2019 Ravens kind of win. Well, speaking of that 23-year-old quarterback, a couple of numbers from him. Um, now 25-5 and five in his first 30 starts, the only quarterback in the Super Bowl era with as good of a start as Dan Marino, who had the same start. So that's a pretty good notch in pretty Lamar good. Jackson's belt to start 25-5 and five in his NFL career, despite all the criticism he's faced. He's also won his first time ever after trailing at halftime. The Ravens had also lost 20 consecutive games trailing at halftime. And despite that being a pretty um, small deficit, they do get that little monkey off their back, which is nice. I agree with both of you have to quickly echo putrid football um, from the offense in the first half. It was, it was pretty much unwatchable. Um, and among the worst 
offensive performances and a half I can remember in this sort of last two and a half years of Lamar Jackson. You sort of throw the rookie year out a little bit considering what they're working with, but since they've kind of catered that entire offense around him, I would argue this maybe is the worst half of offensive football we've seen them play in totality with no turnovers involved. He then goes 10 for 10 in the second half. But the thing about the second half, and you mentioned the time of possession, Banks, that for me is potentially the identity that the Ravens are going to need to find. With how good this defense is, long extended drives where they pound the ball. And I know everyone has, has, has clamored for the run game, run game, run game. That's sort of been traditional Ravens football. I understand that. But you can do that with a short passing game as well. And I think if the Ravens are able to sort of mix up the play calling and try to have extended 10, 12, 13, 14 play drives where they are able to possess the ball and score and let their def and play off their defense as opposed to last year where they played off their offense, that might be the recipe for this particular team. Because when they shorten the game and don't allow the other team to get possessions, you need a fair amount of possessions for the most part to score against this Ravens defense. It's a stout team. And even when the Ravens defense is playing, they're scoring against you half the time, as we saw with Chuck Clark's fumble return, which was the biggest play of the first half of the Ravens and kept them in that game at that point. Fantastic play all around there. Maybe that's the identity. That second half is what we're going to see from this Ravens team, as opposed to the explosive big plays that everyone wants, that everyone dreams about. You dream about having, you know, huge runs and, and bombs to Hollywood Brown. I mean, Brian, we watched the game together, and I would say every third play we were like, throw the deep shot, throw the ball to Hollywood Brown down the, you know, throw it to um, Mark Andrews down the scene. Like we were calling for it. You want to see that. You want to yeah. see Lamar become that guy that stands in the pocket and just fires the ball around. But maybe the way this team is currently constituted with the weapons that it has and, and the offensive line that it has, maybe they're more catered to being a little bit more of a ball possession, ball control team. Maybe that doesn't allow you to average 30 points a game, but it allows you to put your defense in the best position possible to when you send them back out there rested and ready to feast on an opposing offense. Um, and as we said, Phillip Rivers not playing his best football, but this is a good Colts team. This Colts team is going to win games. This Colts team has the potential to win the division against RDT's Titans. And to go in there and win that game after that first half shows you a lot about the character of the team as well. I think the first half should certainly be analyzed, and it was putrid. I mean, I texted a couple of buddies. It was a putrid half of, of offensive football, but I was really impressed with how they responded in that second half, and specifically with how Lamar Jackson, the offense, responded to a just terrible half to start. But maybe they're starting to find that identity, and it's just not going to be the, hey, we put up you know 40 easy like it was last year. Yeah, I, we had the conversation during the game, too. I pointed out at one point a possession. It may have been that fourth and 35 possession. Lamar Jackson coming off the field, ripping the uh, the, the chin strap, buckles mm -hmm. off, showing a lot of emotion, which we love. But his body language, I think it was starting to snowball. And so seeing him come out after halftime, and it seemed like he had his swagger back a little bit. He, he ran that touchdown in. And he got all energized and, and everyone was real fired up. And he just seemed to be um, having a little fun again, which is what you want to see. It's easy to be, you know, have that attitude when you're being successful, but that's kind of a chicken and the egg type thing. Now, when it comes to this team and, and you were talking about the Ravens seemingly finding their identity or, 
or they're, they're trying to find their way as to what their identity is. I, I think the important thing is not so much that they're kind of like finding this, this ball possession identity again and, and letting the defense do their thing. I think the important thing is that they're showing that they can win in multiple ways. They're winning with different types of identities. They're kind of playing football contextually because they can play these grind them out games where, where it's kind of sloppy and then you just make sure you make the most of a couple of possessions and you get ahead, you stay ahead. And then I think we haven't seen this so much this year, but I think they want to know that they can reach back and throw that fastball and get into a shootout and win games that way when those situations arise. And I think going into this game, we knew that the Colts, one of the best defenses in the league, you know, they, they, Bill Rivers is going to dink and dunk. It's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, 10 play drives, 12 play drives, if they're going to be scoring drives and, and, you know, short third distances where keeping the possession and, and controlling the ball at the pace and the clock was going to be the way to win this game. And they, they didn't do that at all in the first half, but they did it in the second half. And there will probably be some games here in the next month or two where the Ravens will have to get into a little bit of a run gun high scoring game. And I, I think it's, it's good. It's comfortable. It's comforting for the Ravens to know that they can win a game in this way because they've won games all kinds of ways so far. And the defensive touchdowns are a big part of that, but um, they just kind of grinded it out and just, just really just suffocated, su just suffocated the Colts here in the second half. It was a little bit like the, once they got ahead, it was kind of like the Texans game earlier this year. And then if there's a game from last year, I can, I can really kind of compare this to, I would say it was the Bills game where there just wasn't there um, a lot on most possessions, but they just, you know, got their big plays, made their big plays and defense stepped up and they just kind of closed it out. So um, it's just, it's good to know that the Ravens um, are, aren't just a one dimensional in the way that they can win. Yeah, it was, it was kind of, I mean, not it was kind of like the bend but don't break like like there were times where you could have seen the Colts like oh okay and you know if they score this touchdown here in the first half then then you know this game could be this this could get ugly and it's like the Ravens the Ravens limited them just enough for them to be like hey guys you know we're down we're down three and a half Let, let's get the ball and let's let's just drive and like Taylor you said I think you, you said he did complete 10 straight and or he was 10 for 10 in the second half because last time I'd heard he was he completed 12 straight. So that's when it's like, all right, now he's Lamar's in a rhythm. He's feeling himself. And again, that's when it opens up that running lane where he can get that touchdown. And, and, and I, I, I thought the same thing when I saw him score that touchdown, he's dancing. He, and he, he had an extended dance. He, he wanted everyone to see that one. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was, I mean, th that seemed like last year, that seemed like Monday night football, Judon and those guys going into the, to the Rams, uh, fan stands and and doing all that stuff just having year. fun man like, yeah yeah and they, they just needed to get that first half monkey off the back it seemed like and and then yeah. they were good they were uh they were cruising and again right. i mean i mean the the turning point i think though was the um the marcus peters interception that i don't think was an interception but obviously the the officials did and and that's a hell of a challenge yeah. by harbaugh i know a lot of people were were really were dumping on harbaugh mad online they were dumping on yeah. harbaugh for sure and oh yeah. I, this is like, you know, probably worth trying for. Like it's 
you know, it's a turnover and, and they had just kind of gotten their soul crushed a little bit with the goal line fumble by Gus Edwards. Um, mm-hmm. But it's kind of worth fishing for because by letter of the law, he kind of like had it and then took as many as three steps. So I don't know. I, it, it, it's a bit surprising that they did overturn it, but that's why you try a shooter shoot is what I said on Twitter. Like you, it's worth a shot. And I think it's an amazing challenge by John Harbaugh because mm-hmm. if the roles are reversed and that's a receiver, that's a catch and a fumble. And to be able to look at that and say, okay, he secures possession. Like it's not the cleanest catch by Marcus Peters, but me and Brian were sitting there watching and it's an incredible catch by Marcus Peters. Like if he's a receiver, it's an amazing mm-hmm. catch. And then he takes the steps back and that's the football move two feet down and then another and then it gets stripped, and it's the right – I mean, it's it's a weird one. It's one you wouldn't see challenged, but it's really an incredible coaching job by John Harbaugh to look at that and say, okay, if we're ruling what a catch is, that's a catch and a fumble. Just because it's a defensive player doesn't mean the, the law shouldn't – you know, or the rules shouldn't apply in the same way. Right. Yeah, um, it's it's the letter of the law. And like you yeah, said, it's yeah. like if you if you sat down and, and read the rule book yeah, and then saw that, you'd be like, well, yeah, like you said, technically that's a catch. I think yeah. Tory Smith – Tory Smith right now who's awesome on Twitter just in He's general. great on Twitter. Uh, I love Tory, man. Former Turpin Raven, so really up all of our alleys. Um, he, I think, tweeted like, no one knows the rules better than Harbs or something like that, like some, some yeah. tweet like that. And, and that like he didn't know the rules as well. Or I, I don't want to misquote him, but – it was something in that vein. And, and that's something Har- John Harbaugh has always been good. I mean, you remember back with the Patriots thing where he knew they were, they were, you know, taking advantage of the rules that he knew the rules. Um, so, well, want to just continue to shout out the Ravens defense, which really kept them in the game in the first half, bit of a breakout game for Malik Harrison who had 11 tackles today and was sort of involved in the, uh, in the fumble um, return for a touchdown there. He was making the initial tackle there and was, and was a part of the strip. That's, that's a, a productive sign for the Ravens to be able to have that depth to have Harrison step in there and, and play a big role in the game. Um, Hollywood Brown, uh, you, you can't talk the week before and then drop your first big target of the game for a first down. Um, he recovered and had an okay game uh, four for 38. I don't even know if that's an okay game. It's fine. Um, you cannot drop that football. I mean, after, after, you know, wanting to get targeted, Lamar throws you a perfect ball on the sideline when you need a little bit of a boost and you just, I mean, that's a ball all three of us would have caught or certainly not great football players. So maybe great kickers. And great I made players. that catch at least four times in the yeah. Jimmy's flag football tournament. Yeah. Thanks can attest to that. I didn't yeah, make I any of true. those. I wasn't making any of those catches for uh, the Calvert Hall speech and debate team, but the, the uh, he's, he's got to make that. He's got to make that play. And uh, certainly uh, that is, that is something that will, that will I'm sure be in the back of Lamar Jackson's mind after he sort of got called out by Hollywood last week. Have but, we, have we checked his Twitter feed today? Uh, sure. I'll check it. Uh, I'm going to say, I don't, I don't think there's anything coming out. Although if he had a sense of humor, he would have tweeted something like if he did, uh, he would have tweeted, he would have, uh, his last two tweets are, um, oh, he hasn't. So he deleted that last one. So he hadn't tweeted since October 25th, um, where mm. he, uh, shouted out Kyler Murray. And then before that, I believe he asked Patrick queen and Mark, you're going to play Warzone with him on October 24th over Twitter. Nice. So, uh, he's no, got nothing else besides getting together. He's got nothing else besides that, but, and, and that is not, that is, I, I don't want to, didn't sound like I'm, I'm trying to uh, kill Hollywood Brown who I own his Jersey. So I certainly 
really enjoy the guy, but that is a, that's a tough look to, to throw that out and then uh, not be able to make the play. Um, any Des Bryant thoughts from either of you guys? He didn't really seem to be a factor, but yeah, it was a great question. <laughs> but I, I'm not even joking. Was he, was he on the field? Like was he was he getting, in? he was doing some dancing there at the end, which is like, okay, he's enjoying himself, I, having some fun. I, so I had the red zone on my main TV and then on my one in the other room, which I can see perfectly, I had the Ravens game on. So I'm like kind of just constantly flipping back and forth. And I would, they, they started showing him in the second half. Well, of course they showed him after the, uh, the Peters interception, go, oh, what's a catch. Where's was Des caught it. Is this a catch? So they did that little B roll stuff, but I, I mean, I didn't see him on the field, but again, I wasn't paying attention to the personnel or anything. I just saw him. They showed him a lot on the sideline in the second half. And I was legitimately thinking like, Oh, I wonder if he's gotten in at all. Yeah. He didn't have any, it doesn't look like he had any targets. Um, it does not seem that way. Yeah, he wasn't really much of a factor whatsoever, but uh, he did. Guys- he did. Speaking of Twitter tweet. Um, I can't even describe the feeling. I'm thankful. Great team win. Hashtag flock nation. So Build a statue. Yeah. Build a statue. Right. <laughs> to, to just get back out there and that's got to be awesome i mean like sure. I said, no i mean yeah, yeah. No, that's a good. great point that's a great point i mean the guy's had a ton of injuries he's been you know crushed by everybody you know playing for america's team you get that sort of um you get that criticism and critique and praise how that goes and he was he played in the spotlight for a long time I hope he becomes a factor. It seems like he is uh, pretty dialed into the to the cause here. So you hope he becomes. Speaking, a factor. speaking of um, America's team, it it would appear that they're up ten nothing on the Steelers right now. I was about to, I was ready to talk about that as soon as mm-hmm. the window to talk mm-hmm. about it. The Steelers are punting now, by the way. Um, so uh, look out for uh, Garrett Gilbert. Is that the name? Yeah. yeah, people forget Garrett Gilbert made some very good throws in the uh, – I'm going to say – I'm going to just guess the year. I believe it was the 2011 National Championship game. I'm probably have gotten that wrong. He 2009 is... BCS National Championship game, January 7, 2010, 2009 college football season, replaced Colt McCoy through two yep. TDs. People forget that. He is six for nine so far. Also nice. through four picks. Nice. Oh, good for also, him. Also, something, nice something big is going – I don't have the TV in front of me, but my entire timeline right now is Cowboys, Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Not the Cowboys. Oh. Steelers oh, fan, LMAO. <laughs> Cowboys, whoa. Cowboys stealing the Rutgers play. That's what everyone's saying. So. Oh, that's awesome. It's stealing awesome. the Rutgers is, play. But I don't know. They said they said the stealing it from yesterday. Um, I don't know. But um, I'm very interested to see the, uh, the updates on it. One, one other point that um, Eric kind of – named what he thought was the turning point in the game. This was kind of like a pre-turning point of sorts. Um, it was in the possession where the Ravens ended up with a third and 35, but there was the targeting penalty that Lamar took and Patrick McCary came in a little feisty and, and, and kind of came in and it gave, gave him a shove, kind of had some attitude. And it kind of struck me at that moment that like, wow, these guys are playing really flat. They seem to be flat, like, over the last few weeks even. And it was good to see somebody, especially somebody who was on the bench as of a couple weeks ago, come in and just show some fire, show some intensity, and just kind of have some balls and just say, no, fuck that. You're not going to hit our quarterback in the head and get away with it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give you the business here and, and, and let you know, and also not follow up with a dumb penalty in the process. Like, 
And you had Marcus Peters there on the sideline, ready to rage as he will do. I wanted to suck it out of him real bad. And one of those, uh, <laughs> just, yeah, as he does. Um, but yeah, it was good to see the boys get a little fired up and they, they did, you know, have a penalty there that, uh, ruined that drive. And then they had a drive thereafter with like 30 seconds left in the first half. That was very much a throwaway. We're trying to kill the clock drive. So the following drive coming out of half is when they showed life and they really came after it. So I don't know if that was a kind of a rallying cry of an event for them or what, but um, just a shout out to Patrick McCary for sticking up for his guy. Yeah. We were sitting there watching um, banks and, and you were like, Oh, don't get a dumb penalty. And I said, without really a ton of like gusto, I was like, Oh, nice to see him stand up for him. And we were like, and then we kind of like chatted about it for, 20 seconds we're like oh that was like kind of good fire and you're right i think at that point yeah. I think both of us realized like this has been a bit flat it like it like you said nice to see someone yeah, that was something little, different that yeah. was like hey like i'm sick of this which which is very weird because very rarely in this you know last one and a half years iteration of the lamar jackson ravens intensity has never been really a concern like no. both sides of the ball um, and maybe you lose a little bit of that attitude with a guy like Mark Ingram out. I, I think that's a fair thing. A guy like Marlon Humphrey out, you lose a couple of your guys that really bring some of that. Um, obviously, Marcus Peters brings that in spades. Um, but, you know, other guys have to kind of pick that up and, and play with that confidence. I mean, so much of this stuff is just about getting rolling and playing with confidence. I mean, I, we'll, we'll talk about this on, on – uh, the main show, but you watch what's going on with my Maryland Terrapins, our Maryland Terrapins. That's a lot of confidence in that, in that offensive group and that, and they're not comparable to the Ravens, but this Ravens offense needed that half with the two big possessions to kind of play with a little bit more of that confidence. And you guys talked about Lamar's dance. I think that's huge. Like you got to have that. You see when those, the best teams are rolling like that, they have that little intrinsic swagger and the Ravens have lost a tick of that at certain times during the year. So definitely good to have that back. And sure. I mean, sometimes that's all it takes is, and I didn't think the hit was even that bad. Like no. I, I didn't, there's, I didn't think worse. Was anything. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And like, but like, I got that, like, okay, that's a play that you definitely go and you get in someone's face and you jaw. And it's like, sometimes that's all you need is, is, is a play. Like your guys play. are there and behind you. I don't exactly. think yep. doubt with this team per se, but it was just different. Cause it seemed like this team was kind of, energy wise had flat line for, for a little bit, or they just mm-hmm. I don't sleepwalking. Know, like, yeah. Like they just, they just showed some life today. And I really like to see that they just really uh, brought the energy. It seemed like they got their swagger back after that a bit. And uh, it's easy to say that when you score points, but um, I mean, I just really loved the two drives. Well, really three drives. It'd be three, three touchdown drives if Gus Edwards hadn't fumbled. Um, but they just had three shove it drives where they were, it was balance attack. They were just hitting all those like eight yard passes and 15 yard passes, and picking up yards and in and, and solid chunks and um, not really facing any third downs. Cause really what made the team great last year was they were awesome on first and second down where third down, they didn't even come up that much. And when they did, mm-hmm. they're short, like they were easy third downs to convert. So. Um, and then even if they didn't get those, they were converting fourth downs. Yeah. They, you know, like, we had they a stern. Did, we just... finally got a stern tweet today. I, I haven't been able mm-hmm. to do that off in weeks. You were ready. You were ready to go. With I that. was ready to fire that guy off. I, as soon as yeah. Lamar went down, 
uh, on the third and five. I think he picked up two yards. I was like, Oh yeah. It was like the 40 or 39 or something. This is four down territory for sure. And of course, fourth and three. Um, I really like that, that toss call toss, right. To Dobbins, right. Dobbins. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, yeah, the run game, the statistics aren't really there, but they also had a lot of um, goal line carries where that kind of skews your stats a little bit when it comes to the yards per carry. Because you only have one yard get, or if you get stuffed, like, you know, but whatever. That's, that's, we don't need to get into all that. But, um, and also, how, how weird was it? Because obviously we saw the Gus Edwards fumble in the red zone. I mean, that was what? He was inside the, it was inside the 10, 5? The 3, I think. Yeah, so it was down there. And then next time they get on the goal line, I mean, Harbs is known for putting guys in the doghouse for fumbles. Yeah. Next time in the goal line, they, he gets four straight carries. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, there he, there he goes. Yeah. So, so I, I thought that the, was kind uh, of interesting because, I mean, you know, Bernard Pierce was never going to get those looks after a fumble. Bernard yeah. Pierce. <laughs> yeah, shout out that guy. Yeah. Moran McLean. Um, now the, the Ravens move from this one. Um, and, and you hope that the Cowboys can take care of the Steelers and pull the division back a bit. It is 13-nothing um, now. But they head into what would normally be potentially, besides the Steelers week, a biggest week of a Ravens regular season, New England on Sunday night football. This a bit of a different New England Patriots team um, with the une- with a bunch of opt-outs and, and Cam Newton in and out because of COVID. And um, they play the Jets tomorrow on Monday night football in what I'm sure will be just an absolute – Lobber knocker of a game with Joe, yeah, Joe. for the Jets. Hit the, um, hit the gif. Hit the gif for Sam Darnold, who has any, no ability to stay on the field uh, for any period of time. But uh, should be a, a certainly a, a one that will get Ravens fans going. Um, we will break all of that down on the Thursday edition of the show as we head into uh, the Patriots game on Sunday. But a game that the Ravens really need to win um, and, and should be favored to win and should win against a Patriots team that is that is clearly not. Um, what it normally is. Um, and then you have Tennessee and then back against Pittsburgh in a big three game stretch. I think, you know, we'll obviously have the, the, the exit 52 bowl on uh, November 22nd, which will, which will be a gigantic week. Um, and then, and then roll into Pittsburgh the next week. And then against this Dallas team, the Ravens, will uh, maybe they'll play Garrett Gill. Maybe, maybe there'll be a, some former Maryland quarterback that somehow plays for them. Uh, we'll see. They're 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 going through everybody. So, and did you say is next week Sunday night football? Sunday yeah. night football uh, for the Ravens. The only time they appear on Sunday night, but they obviously have the Thursday night on NBC as well. The Ravens have a bunch of prime time games coming up. They play Sunday night against the Patriots, then back at one o'clock against Tennessee. Thursday night um, on Thanksgiving night against the Steelers. Then they're on Thursday night again against Dallas, and then they play Monday night football against Cleveland. So four out of the next five are in prime time. Um, and that's what happens when you're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, the, those, those are, those, those are not big games unless the Ravens lose, according to the national media. <laughs> if Lamar wins that, they are not big games. They are not. Well, and really in definition only coming up, the Pittsburgh game is the only one that really classifies. That's the game. one that really jumps off. Opponent quality. Does Dallas stinks? Although they're winning thirteen nothing right now. So, Cleveland so, uh, well, but they don't. Sh- they no show these bigger games. They, uh, I'm sure one of them will call that the Super Bowl um, during Week 14. Um, and then this New England team is just not. I mean, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe Cam shows up tomorrow. And the, and they, I mean, the Jets are awful. So maybe they get a little momentum going. But um, 
a, a stretch of the Ravens playing at night, which means there's even some late instant analysis, boys. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. get prepared. What are we doing on Thanksgiving? Are you are we are we gonna have? Is everyone gonna have the turkey going, the stuffing going when we uh? Will we have the plates in front of us and eating the uh, the big turkey legs? I think we should do that. I will probably be right here on this year deck. Uh, probably yes, you will in Ocean City, Maryland. Yes, Jack Ocean City, Maryland. Big two of us right now. Four finger glass of uh, I don't know, maybe Woodford Woodford Reserve. Oh no, maybe you could do it out on the 18th Green at Lighthouse. Maybe, maybe yeah. it's probably even. Uh, a fine meal that evening mm. sure so sure i can't wait i can't wait yeah yeah i think i don't think any of us can so there you go that's the instant analysis in the books a win for the ravens is always more fun to do these um when the birds get a w and especially when it's over the traders the ursays that are the indianapolis Colts. shout out to all the the og baltimore football fans that always get just a little bit more, a little bit more, including your dad bags. Just a little bit more. It's <laughs> a little bit more in their in their it belly. Mean, their it just heart. means more. It just means more. Just like the SEC, which doesn't just mean more. <laughs> this means more uh, to Ravens fans. Like we said, we will we will continue to break down the week in Ravens football. Hopefully, not as adventurous and exciting as the week as last week uh, with all of the different Ravens news. Hopefully, a little more calm for them. Uh, and we'll we'll certainly be breaking down the Terps on Thursday. I was what about to say we almost made it through this mm-hmm. podcast without you talking Terps. Well, we, we'll for the Terps. We will we, get into the Terps. Think we'll get on them. We'll leave that. We'll leave that for for Thursday. But boy, are there some thoughts against Penn State? It's, it's going to be tasty. Any, anybody <laughs> that listen, anybody that went to Penn State or supports Penn State, come at me on Twitter because I'll come right back after you. Screw <laughs> Penn State. What a win for the Terps, and we'll uh, we'll talk. And thanks. Please don't oh. tell me I'm getting this wrong. Cut in the Did you see the videos? Did you Masters see the videos week. and pictures? Masters oh, my week. God. Masters oh. Week. Oh, boy. Masters, Masters week, week, baby. I can't wait. So this so- is a big Terps, Masters, Ravens. It's a big week on the X-53 it's podcast. Make sure to follow week. us on all of our social media channels. Barstool Banks for the man who's sitting in darkness on 58th Street. It's a golden hour. Right Barstool Banks. It looks fantastic behind you. You can follow Eric. At E-D-I-T-T-I-22, the only member of this podcast that is not currently on the Eastern Shore of Maryland. You can follow mm-hmm. me at Taylor Smythe 10 And you know what? I'm going to go to business myself. Go uh, go, listen to Hear the Turtle and listen to some Maryland football talk with me and my man Keith Sneddon. Download the One Maryland app. I'm just going for the Terps here. Some free advertising. But that's just what we do on this show. And make sure to tune in next Thursday when we're back on the Exit 52 podcast moving into a big weekend in sports for this podcast. We'll see you next time. All right, Pete, you're back.